Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets and loving because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. This is the voice of Jeremy Gillen, and I'm giving you a quick hit today. It's been to our great dismay that despite being midway through the season, this is really, this is the first softball podcast we've been able to get out. There's a lot of reasons for that, but reasons, no more. No Albie, no problem. No Kinsey, we hope you get better, Kinsey. No problem. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about this team that is still trying to find its identity. Um, some highs, some lows. If you're not watching Texas Tech softball at this point, um, maybe the best time to start is after this weekend, but <laughs> but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, if you haven't watched much of Texas Tech softball in the previous years, here's, here's a really quick recap for you. This is a team that was improving in really a number of areas under previous coach Adrian Gregory, who came on staff way back in 2014, but you know, in the wake of the Marling Stolling uh, scandal that happened for the basketball team and the investigations that kind of uh, spawned up from that into the softball team as well, Coach Gregory stepped away. And in that space, uh, Hokut hired Sammy Ward, who's a three-time West Coast Conference Coach of the Year, Loyola Marymount, and it really felt like a good fit coming to Texas Tech. Now, of course, there's always a lot of tumult. Uh, there's always a lot of uncertainty uh, when there's a coaching change, which inadvertently affects the rest of the staff, the roster, all that, yada, yada. So in her first season, Coach Ward goes, you know, 21 and 26. You're 3-15 and 15 in conference. You're, you're, I think it was 12-12 and 12 at home, so 500 at home. Really nothing you wanted to talk about, your friends, uh, talk about with your friends at work. Uh, but fast forward to this season, and this team has really started to take on more of an identity together. You have a couple of easy games to start the season. Then you get into probably one of the strongest six-game stretches this softball program has gone through uh, early on in, that, in the St. Pete Clearwater Elite Inventational. Really feels like I should call it the St. Pete Clearwater Everybody But Texas Tech is Elite Invitational. <laughs> because, I mean, when you get into that early season Invitational and you end up playing... Um, 
one, two, three, four top 25 teams in a weekend, <laughs> the results speak for themselves. You you start off strong, uh, strong against a pretty good SEC team in Auburn. You lose that one to seven. You think, okay, maybe this is, maybe we're reflecting the last season. Maybe this is a lot of the same. Go out against Clemson, uh, 15th ranked at the time. You lose zero and eight. Can't buy a bat. Can't buy anything. Uh, you go out and play Northwestern, and that's actually a really good game. Uh, you only lose that one six to nine, but you felt like there was a lot more energy energy behind the team, a lot more um, initiation. And then you go out and play number 24, UCF. You lose that uh, seven to three, or three to seven, excuse me. Then you play number six, Washington, who's a tremendous softball team. And here's the thing. You lose zero to one. Washington, number six in the nation. Washington, you keep them to one. Uh, you keep them to one run. And the <laughs> also a great defensive team, obviously, as uh, Texas Tech, unable to get any kind of runs on the board. But some signs of hope, truthfully, some signs of hope that this Texas Tech softball team has a lot more defensive integrity uh, than in previous years. And then you go out against number 21 LSU the next day, um, an 8 a.m. game. Why? first of all, but, and you lose that one zero to two. So a clean sweep of loss across the board, but as the tournament or as the invitational went on, you felt as though, you know, the softball team was kind of getting some energy behind it. And then you go to the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic out there in Cathedral City, California, and you just continue the gaunt, like California teams in baseball and softball, never easy, right? You go out against California Baptist, you do win, 5-0, 5-0, so it feels like a really good start. Then you play number 16, Missouri. One to, you lose 1-2, really close. Then you play number 6, UCLA, another tremendous softball team that is perennially in the discussion, and you lose, but 1-2. to So there's a really like this, this, this consistency of like really close games that Texas Tech has proven this year, at least so far, to have really good defense, it just it, it can't buy you can't buy a run to save your life early in the season. And you play Long Beach State, you lose seven to eight. Another uh, good softball team, nobody's going to be really really talking about. And then you play Northwestern again, who has moved up and number eighteenth in the nation, and you win that one. You win four two. So you 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 come out of the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic, um, you know two two of three two of three wins. And at this point, you're just thankful. You know, you're thankful you have a couple wins if you're thinking about any kind of previous softball stats or previous softball. Um, you're thinking about the previous time, the previous years in softball. This, these are good wins. Um, Albie always says there's no moral victories unless you stink. And at the beginning of the season, I thought we stunk. So moral victories abound. But then you get to come home. You come to the Janine McHaney Memorial Classic. That's here at Rocky Johnson, uh, which is the name of our softball field, if you're not familiar. And then you come out of that one. You you flip the script, so to speak. You, you win that one three to two. You pick up. You you split the series against North Texas, uh, who gets you late in that invitational. You you sweep Southern University, and you're starting to feel a little bit more. There's a little bit more juice behind this team. There's a little bit more consistency, um, Coach Coach Ward uh, seemed to be pressing in a lot more on where she felt the issues were with the team and you really see that shine in the texas tech invitational the following weekend which again in love of texas rocky johnson field you come out against tulsa who is a, a pretty good softball team you win that eight to five and then you molly texas a and corpus christi you get a nine and zero victory a nine and one victory and you play tulsa again get the two and oh win and finish off with a win against tarleton state so 
That thus starts a um, five-game win streak that continues at the Red Raider Classic. <laughs> Nothing better than following a Texas Tech Invitational with the Red Raider Classic. <laughs> Both, of course, Lubbock, Texas, Rocky Johnson Field. Um, you go out and you just sweep that against Incarnate Word and Northern Colorado. You get other another um, you know very positive at bat looks. You get winning you know seven four five one three and zero oh, uh, two and one, and then you play Oklahoma State. Now let me tell you let me tell you something about Oklahoma State here. Uh, for anybody who's not familiar with um, softball, oh, the Oklahoma school for some reason have this monopoly on being really good at softball, and so number seven Oklahoma State really just didn't have a chance. Um, they have tremendous offense uh, in there in Oklahoma State, uh, in Oklahoma in general. We'll talk about uh, the Oklahoma Sooners here in a second. Tremendous. Tremendous, tremendous offensive power there in Oklahoma State. And so you lose the first one, zero to seven. Uh, lose the second one, one to nine. Lose the third one, two to six, two and sixteen. So you kind of have this really good non-conference start going well, and then you get into the conference season. You get into the what the Big Twelve, what we want to talk about is like, how are we doing in conference? And then you come out zero and three, right? And there's a lot of worry there early on for just the program. You know, if you're just an average watcher, you're thinking, oh, my God, here we go again. You know, softball can't buy, you know, can't buy a victory to save their life. And, uh, you know, in some aspects, yes, I think that you really are being unfair to yourself and unfair to the school. If you are looking at um, not getting a win against Oklahoma State as this big just devastating error that you can't remedy. Oklahoma State's an established team, great coaching, great athletes, um, great program. And so, you know, you did what you could there. And for Coach Ward's second year uh, in this program, um, not a bad start against some of the best teams in the nation early on. Really strong strength of schedule. Now, last weekend, you come out against Kansas. Um, same time the men do. It's pretty sweet. And you pick up a 12-9 and win in that first game. Really exciting game. Uh, again, in Lubbock, Texas, playing a lot better at home. Um, remember, you went 500 at home last year, and at this this point in the season, you know you're 13 and three at home. Infinitely different than the previous season, and you've got quality opponents at home, uh, and you're two and four in conference. So <laughs> if we if we win uh, if we win one more game, we tie last season's conference uh, record, and if we win two games, uh, then we are of course making a big improvement now let me just take a break here for a second let's take a rest i just gave you guys a lot of information let's breathe out okay and what better way to breathe out what better way to catch a rest as it's warming up outside have you ever been and we're talking about oklahoma have you ever been to broken bow oklahoma i tell you what this everything i've been told about oklahoma growing up not true at broken bow it is beautiful it is green there's there's hills elevation and, and listen, we got some friends out there, Treeline Rentals and Management. These guys will hook you up. If you want to rent a cabin, get yourself a little Sabbath, get yourself some time away, rest up in this offseason before probably one of the most exciting um, fall sports seasons in Texas Tech history, who knows, uh, you need to go with Treeline Rentals and Management. Here's the thing. Here's the reason why. First of all, they're the best in the business out there. Second of all, uh, friends of the pod, friends of Texas Tech, which means all Red Raiders, that is you, if you are a Red Raider, if you're not 
I love that you're listening. This doesn't apply to you <laughs> unless you lie. <laughs> uh, all Red Raiders get a 25% off discount and direct booking with no additional fees, man. We're trying to help out the family. This is one big happily family here at Texas Tech. So we want you to feel rested. We want you to be ready to go. We want you to have uh, the weekend of your life out there in the wilderness. Just reconnect or disconnect. And um, also be aware that, I mean, Treeline Rentals is not just rentals. They build, they sell, and they manage investment properties all around Broken Bow. They're one of the best investment properties in the nation right now. Um, so many metrics to think about there. But if you need to get in contact with them, uh, you can reach out to Craig Crawford. Uh, is Craig at vacationtreeline.com. He's also floating around the RRS um, boards. If you're looking for him, it's at Crawford, T-T-U. So Texas Tech softball, infinitely better than we have been uh, in previous seasons. Where there there is a we're looking up, right? We have a really long win streak. Um, of course, you get that kind of mitigated by Oklahoma State, but you shrug it off. You're like, you know what? Nah, they're really good, top ten team. I don't expect us to get that win. But then you come out and win the series against Kansas. You lose the series finale to get the sweep, but that's a huge win if you're Coach Ward, and that's a huge win if you're the softball team. You get a lot of momentum. So what are we gonna do with it? We are going to <laughs> play the number one team in the nation this weekend, starting April 8th, uh, 5 p.m. in Lubbock, Texas. Number one team for a reason. Now, Oklahoma is, is golly, they're, they're undefeated. They're number one ranked. They have, I think it's been 10 months, um, 298 days since they've lost a game. That's a long time. Uh, Offseason included, sure, but that is a long time. So this Oklahoma team is coming in hot, but not the hot kind of hot that you're thinking of. Oklahoma has been playing really close games, and they haven't been wowing people with these massive, despite having one of the best home running, if not the best home running hitter uh, in the nation, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, uh, Jocelyn Alo, who's she's hit 16 homers this season. Oklahoma's averaging about two and a half a game. But it's not very much the blow you out all the time. The word dominance is really hardly a strong word I would use to describe the Sooners softball this year. I think it's been a lot more of a good team that can get clutch hitting at pitching when it's needed. And Oklahoma has been able to piece together needed plays just to keep this engine rolling, to keep that ridiculous Oklahoma Boomer Sooner fight song going. Um, so when it's struggling to find bats, it has good pitching. When it has good pitching, or when it is when it's struggling to have good pitching, you know they're they're making it up with being really good at bats. It's going to be a really tough game. Um, you know, probably probably one of the best. I mean, obviously the best. Uh, some of the best players in the nation right now. You know, Texas Tech not nearly putting out that offensive production. Although we've seen some, we've seen a lot of really good effort from players like Ellie Bailey, from Ariana Villa, uh, Carson Amillo. Uh, Abby Oric, you know, you've got a lot of players who can go and get a uh, go and yak it, of course. <laughs> but just being able to do so consistency is something that our team is still trying to find that rhythm and find that mojo behind. Whereas we're in the same instance of like you had a lot of energy coming into the Oklahoma State game. Oklahoma State's been riding that energy for a while, so <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly. But I think that if you're looking at this series, it, it, first of all, if you can get a win, dang. That is a big win for this program. Um, but I think if you just keep it close, I think if you give Oklahoma kind of a scare in the same way that you gave a lot of really top, you gave other top teams in the scare uh, earlier this year between you know UCLA, between Washington, um, who only got one in that early invitational, LSU, who, who can only get two. I think that you, if you're Coach Ward, you're looking at that as a victory uh, because after this, I mean, we have Iowa State, we have Abilene Christian, Baylor. 
uh, and then we'll finish off against a pretty good Texas team. Um, you can you can end the season on a really high note. Like I said, you're already better at home than you were last season. You have the potential to be better in conference than you were last season. Um, there's a lot of high notes here if you're the women's softball or if you're the Texas Tech softball team. And again, if you're not watching now, why aren't you? Uh, it's a good time to get invested in uh, Texas Tech softball. It really is only going up. I think Coach Ward is one of the up-and-coming coaches uh, in the nation just with the pedagogy, with the way that she's able to kind of uh, judge the game and make adjustments throughout the game. Uh, it looks good, and I understand the hire. And so going to be excited watching this. Uh, I mean, I think just get just get in front of the TV this weekend. Watch this Texas Tech softball team do some work. Maybe we'll pull out a win against number one Oklahoma. Wouldn't that be exciting? Talk about 2012 vibes all over again. Um, but you know what? All the same, um, proud to be reporting this uh, Texas Tech softball team is going to be Kinsey and I going forward. We are in communication, trying to get maybe some alumni on, trying to get maybe some coaching staff on, talk more about this team and about more of the dreams and visions going forward um, to give you guys just better content and give you guys a better look at some of the programs around Texas Tech that you may not be exposed to as much. Uh, But for now, that is all I have for the quick hit uh, regarding this Texas Tech softball team. Guys, if you like our podcast please go follow us at tortillas underscore rrs uh on on twitter go find us tortillas and takes on instagram come find us on the red raider sports board come find us on the 1012 network yes we're still a part of it we ain't going nowhere baby um it has been a pleasure talking to you guys about some women's sports and until next time stay wrecked people sports social podcast network this is the story of the one As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Grainger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Grainger, for the ones who get it done.